Travel fam, it's your main man, Just GQ, and you are tuned in to another episode of The Travel Guys, a podcast dedicated to making travel easy for everyday people like you and me. We gonna catch up. We got some exciting episodes loaded up for you. We got DR, we got the gift guide, and we got Aruba coming live at you real quick. So, but first, we're gonna start off like we always do with a little bit of housekeeping. If you have not. And this is a welcome to the new listeners to the podcast. Thank you for joining. You are much appreciated. I hope that you were referred here through the means that I'm about to speak to, which is recommending it to your friends and family. Tell 10 friends, spread the word about the Travel Guys podcast, especially if it's been a blessing to you and to your life. But in the meantime, please subscribe to the Travel Guys podcast. That's it. You can do so on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you listen to your podcast. And please review us. It helps us rise in the rankings, rate, and review. We greatly would appreciate it if you would do us that, that kind favor. And, you know, and again, tell, tell all your people. Tell your folks. I mean, we are in, people are definitely going to be road tripping. I mean, we know that people are definitely not, not traveling. I should say for, and I think for the holidays is what I, is what I meant. We've seen that from Labor Day, Memorial Day, Thanksgiving, especially we see the, we see the spike. So I would anticipate that there would be a lot of people who would be driving, road tripping, great time for podcasts, great time for podcasts. So give it to your friends, tell them, I know we're all strategizing for 2021 and we're going to talk about how gift cards can be a great Christmas present, especially for those airfares as they are low. Shout out to Flo Rider. So, you know, tell your friends. Tell your friends to listen to the podcast. I mean, it's really, it's really as simple as that. So thank you in advance. So with that being said, let's go to what's in the news. So for what's in the news today it has it is a bit much of the same and obviously this has been a covid ridden year and so we know that the so then on the last episode excuse me let's go back because on the last episode i shared that i had a covid experience and i want to thank you guys for your support in that because i shared it on instagram as well and there was a lot there was an outpouring of support for the fact that that was something that i had experienced and so i do want to take a time to to thank Everyone who reached out to me, everyone who was uh, concerned or who even noticed my absence, because that was really when I realized that that folk were, you know, were, were thinking about me was because I just wasn't present on the interwebs, on Al Green's Internet. And people were reaching out like, hey, we hadn't heard from you in a minute. And like I said, I fully intended to document everything and be like, this is what COVID is. But I, I mean, COVID put me on my ass. So like that was nothing that I could really do. And I just wanted to share that with people because I do feel like folks need a point of empathy. And so I don't want to go back and say the same. I don't want to say everything that I've already said. So if you have not listened to it or if you have not heard it, please go back and listen to the last episode. Or you can go on my Instagram at GQ50 and you can listen to that IGTV episode. 
That is GQ50. And while you're on IG, go ahead and follow The Travel Guides at T-H-E-T-R-A-V-E-L-G-U-Y-D-E-S. And you should know that because you are listening to this. However, in the news for today, shutdowns are restarting. So I mentioned that there was a spike during Thanksgiving. We have seen that the shutdowns have started. California actually was shut down on November 13th. And We've got, you know, and there are are other states that will be following suit, I'm sure. Um, So, I mean, just guide yourself and be, or guard yourself, excuse me, and just be careful. You know, when you are going to the, um, when you are, when you're traveling for the holidays, if you are traveling for the holidays, then, you know, just just make sure that you are quarantining on the front end. Make sure that you have a have a destination in mind, that you are limiting your touch points, because a lot of times it's not about you, but about the people that you will be encountering. So, you know, while California is shutting down, Hawaii is trying to figure out how to bring more people there. And so Hawaii has a program that will pay for your airfare if you work remotely. So if you can you can live and work on the island remotely, they will pay for your your airfare trying to drive more people to the state. Um, I will say that there is a 30 day commitment that you have to that you have to make or that you have to make in order to be eligible. However, this is nothing new. This is nothing that we didn't that I didn't tell you guys in March. You know, I told you with the with the airlines specifically that they were not doing, they were not taking these precautions out of the kindness of their hearts, that they were trying to make people comfortable with flying and that that would eventually run out as well as we've seen with Southwest stopping its, its blockage of middle seats. American was never doing that. And then Delta is scheduled to stop blocking middle seats here shortly as well. And the same is similar with these local economies, Countries, states, all of that, they've all taken a hit. It's everywhere where tourism is a major industry. And Hawaii is no different. The pandemic, according to CNBC News, has devastated Hawaii's $18 billion tourism industry, which is the single largest source of private capital for the state's economy. So this is a huge situation where it's down 90% in in October, which is like all of it, (laughs) you know, just by just because, you know, math. So they are... They're putting together a program, and I would anticipate seeing a lot more of these popping up just everywhere. So I would keep keep your eyes peeled because this is when deals will pop up. Speaking in that same lane of countries who are trying to drive tourism, there is a <laughs> this did this tickled me a little bit. There is a qualification or a classification that you can have for countries that is called an immunity passport. So it's a Hungarian policy. It's Hungary-specific right now. But there is a Hungarian policy which started in late September that allows entry for people who have proof that they have had COVID and that they have recovered from COVID. So that's a positive and a negative test. And so they will allow you to enter the country and because they... And this is this leans heavily on the thought that once you have COVID, that you are immune or you have a window of immunity. When on the last episode, I mentioned 90 to 120 days, so three or four months. However, the CDC is now seeing the more data that they get. And unfortunately, they are getting more data because when I had reported, we were at 11 million and now we're around 14 million in the states alone. So cases are continuing to build, but they are seeing that the immunity lasts 
closer to six months as opposed to the aforementioned three or four. So Hungary is leaning heavily on that. Iceland also has a similar policy that will start this month, and that will allow you to, I shudder to say this, ignore the mask mandate that is in the country. Now, they are, you know, some of this is putting the onus on yourself. So I will speak personally, being inside my immunity window, hashtag immunity window, that I am still wearing a mask. I'm actually double masking just because I, that's what I was doing before and that's what I'm going to continue to do. So I just, and that's just for protection of myself, protection of others. I don't know and nobody does. And that is the, that is the real thing. And that is what I am leaning on. So I'm definitely not taking any risks. However, if you are feeling a little risky, you can go to Hungary or you can go to Iceland and you can get it how you live. The other type of passport that or classification that they are giving is called a health passport. So as more governments turn to mandatory COVID testing for travelers in place of mandatory 14-day quarantines after their arrival, the world's airlines are developing a digital health passport that will collect and standardize coronavirus-related passenger data border crossings and could jumpstart the international travel once it's widely used. Eventually, the current proof of negative test results prior to travel could be supplanted by proof of vaccination. Now, this is one way that they are going to, that I would anticipate them rolling out the vaccination. I've already heard it being utilized for concerts and for large events where they are, but they're giving the option right now. You have to either provide proof of negative test, or you have to provide proof of vaccination, or that's what the thought is going to be. I can tell you right now, I'm chilling on that vaccine, bro. And I'm not a, I'm not an anti-vaxxer or whatever. I completely understand it. There's a lot of talk about people who are doing reckless stuff, but they're, you know, being very worrisome about what's, what's in the vaccine. And granted, there are fillers that's, that are in the, these vaccines. Um, the, you know, the, the rate of something going wrong is, is very low. So that is just some context to, to have. However, I'm not, I'm not taking that vaccine, especially not the, the first version. Absolutely not. People can, they, y'all, look, y'all can tell me that it went through the standard process all you want. It did not. There is, there is no, I, in doing some research on proper pharma protocol, they did not get through, they did not allow for a, the time that you would anticipate to see what side effects are and to evaluate them, you know, year on year, month on month, for a period on period, whatever. Like they did not allow for that amount of time. It typically takes three to five years to bring a vaccine to market. We're doing it in one. So that is where, and I understand that the government can the FDA can probably hold some of that process up, but I don't care. I don't care. I'm waiting. I'm waiting until the first sample size ha- takes it, and then I will see. And I did hear a there was a a story that came out while we are still in the news that black and brown folks had a super aversion to this vaccine, and it's because y'all been experimenting on us since forever. So no, I'm not about to be a guinea pig. For this freaking vaccine, I'm cool on it. I'm going to ride this 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 immunity period out, and then I'm going to protect myself. And that is 
my my game plan right now. And it could be right, it could be wrong, but what I do know is I'm not taking a version one of an iPhone. I'm definitely not taking a version one of a vaccine. That's it. Next, let's move on to what's on my mind. And what's on my mind is holiday travel. So I will just be honest with you guys. I pride myself on being on my honesty with you guys. I keep it pretty straight up. I don't lie to y'all. I might not tell y'all everything, but I will about my personal situation. You know what I'm saying? But I will keep it a buck with y'all. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm understanding that I have boomer parents. A lot of my friends have boomer parents. And there's a growing angst about their grown children coming home for the holidays. And so I think there's a lot of us that have quite frankly been stiff armed <laughs> from from going home. And I am definitely in that camp. And it is it's a little like I understand it definitely stings a little bit, but it I understand where they're coming from. And I think that that is just kind of the lens that I'm thinking through all of this is that like, while we do not want to harm our parents or harm any of our elder family members. I will say that if I were on the opposite end and there was somebody and I just was I'm get, and I'm just fearful, you know, because I, I don't know and I'm just trying to protect myself at the end of the day, stay out of the, stay out of the hospital. I completely understand taking every precaution necessary. So, you know, I had to take a step back personally because I had to like kind of get get my feelings together and just like figure it out like like how I was feeling about it because it's very jarring and I'm very close to my family so hearing you know maybe you shouldn't come back to the to the crib when which is what I've done for thirty plus years like uh, like what do you mean like of course I'm trying to come back I'm trying to see y'all I haven't seen I don't see my parents I don't live in the same city as they do I talk to them frequently but I don't see them frequently and so that is something that that is that was jarring to me but. I completely understand the hesitation. And so I'm not sure if any of you guys have had this interaction with your with your folk as well. However, I would implore you or I would ask that you take a step back, put yourself in their shoes and try to find some empathy for, you know, getting stiff arm, getting that Derrick Henry stiff arm. That junk hurts. <laughs> so it's just just thinking through. I have no idea what, you know, beyond that. It shattered my holiday plan. So I have no clue what I'm going to do. I got a lot extra time and less obligation. So I'm going to have to figure it out. I'm still debating what the what New Year's is going to look like. Obviously, we went to, for those of you who follow me on social, y'all know we went to Aruba for the Thanksgiving excursion, the seventh annual, which was very cool. And y'all will hear about on not the next episode, but the next episode. Shout out to Dr. Dre. And we will... But I just I don't I'm not sure I'm not sure what's up for for New Year's. I know we're about to go on lockdown. I learned my lesson from the last time, like just and I'll get into the kind of the precautions that are being taken. But, you know, there I, I was just I like I said, I didn't leave my house for three months. You know what I'm saying? So I was just, I was just spooked. But I think having some degree of familiarity with covid and understanding how how the how the how the virus has has been handled and, and how infected people have have reacted to it, uh, I think, and understanding the, the, the protocol changes that are happening in other, in other areas. Uh, I think that it, you know, I'm just trying to, I just want to, for my own mental health, <laughs> do what I can while I can, you know, because if they're going to shut us down for half of next year or for a quarter of next year or whatever, I don't want to be, I don't want that to be compounded on top of 
all the other time that I was sitting in the house. You know what I'm saying? Y'all feel me. Y'all feel me. So I don't know. We might we might pop up in Costa Rica. We might pop up in just one of these other cities, one of these other countries that are still open to us. But y'all will definitely be the first to know that. So now let's move on to the main event. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the main event. So for the main event, we've got the review, the guide to the Dominican Republic, La República Dominicana, you know? And this was my first time in DR. I think it was, I was long overdue, long overdue to get down to DR. We will typically go out of the country for, for New Year's with, you know, with some of my family. Um, and that's actually where the travel guides was, where the where the idea was birthed when uh, when International P and I were in Costa Rica, but we, you know, we typically go that that first year I, or that year we went to the DR. I was unable to make it, and so I, I always felt away because I was like, man, I I, would, I really want to go to DR. It's mad close, so I was like, I just want to I just want to go and check it out. Um, but this was my first time. We did not go to like. Santo Domingo or Punta Cana, we went to Sosua, which was an area that I was not super familiar with, but I will say it did make me a lot more comfortable knowing that it wasn't a wasn't the most popular tourist destinations like a Punta Cana, like a Santo Domingo, like they are trying to maximize their, I would imagine, it would not surprise me if they were trying to maximize the tourism that they did have. And Sosua was, you know, I you know, I love doing some stuff that Folks don't do, you know, I love checking out a new, a new spot or doing, you know, just doing, just doing something. So it was, this was a birthday celebration for myself, for YP Music, who you will hear from, and also for Vet, who was, who was our cousin. And we were, uh, we went down there and, uh, and we had a blast, man. It was, it was, it was very fun. So Sua is gorgeous. It was beautiful. We stayed at Casa Linda, which was, which are these villas that are, um, that are beautiful, very popular villas. We had a seven-bedroom villa. We were supposed to go down there with seven people, but we had three that dropped out. Only four of us were were there who were staying in the room, and then we had two of our other homies that, that came too. And you will hear from Austin and Black as well. I, just wait on it. You will you will not want to. I hope you, if you are still listening, do not click out because you will definitely want to hear from Austin and Black specifically. However, this was my first time being on a flight where seats were open this year. And that made me uh, really skittish. I'm not going to lie to you. And I'll even back up a little bit more because I mentioned my my parents. And and the night before I was about to leave, I got a text from my mom. And it was basically like, hey, you don't, don't go. Please don't go. She, it was a TSA somewhere or another, and they were talking about how DR was a level four, you know, don't go, recreational or whatever. And I looked at it and I read it, and as I was reading through it, I was like, oh, they're taking so much, so many more precautions than we are here. I'm like, I live in Florida. I live in the epicenter of the epicenter of COVID. So, you know, everywhere is safer. <laughs> Than where than where I currently am, you know. What I mean, DR has a curfew, a nine p.m. curfew. They are, you know, hand sanitizing you wherever you go. 
You have mask mandates when you are at, when you're going in anywhere. They're temperature checking you. They are doing so much more than we are doing in the States. And when I talk to you about Aruba, it's going to be 10X. Like they, like people are outside of the U.S. are not playing about COVID. And so when I went down there, I was already a little nervous. So when I got that, that text from my mom, I was like, man, like I really thought about not going. Like I was, I was like, I will consider it. And I was really tripping. And then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to check it out. At the end of the day, I'm going to be masked up. I had my hazmat suit ready and popping. I was ready to rock. And I was like, we're just going to see. And so I called down. I was trying to trying to see what was what the deal was with my flight because I was dri- I, I drove down to Miami, which is about a three-hour drive. And but my flight was leaving early. And you know, and I was always under the impression. I always plan to get to the airport two hours before an international flight. I have confirmed since this year that it is only one hour that you really need to, which still makes me kind of queasy, you know, just like, because that just feels very close for an international flight. And I have already, I have definitely talked my, myself on two flights <laughs> several times over. So I, th- that's not a game that I really like to play, you know, especially when it's international. It's one thing if I'm going to Chicago, you know, it's another thing if I'm going to Dubai. I'm not really trying to chance that investment that I've already made, those sunk that sunk cost on trying to how, how trying to see how how well I can finesse something. You know what I'm saying? That's not really that's not really my feng shui. However, for this flight, it was an hour, but I was I had to learn that because I was trying to check in. I was like, man, let me get, let me let me check in so I can it'll take some pressure off in the morning because the flight was leaving at 10. So if I, you know, let's say I'm planning to get there at eight, if I got to wake up at five to get there in time, really four 30 or really four leave by four 30, just so I can get down there in time. I don't want to do that. That's all. That's that's not a lot of sleep. That's a lot of driving and that's nothing that I'm really trying to do. So I was like, let me try to check in. That was when I learned that, they will not allow you to check in for international flights during COVID. And that was a learning because it really helped me to readjust where my head was at because I will get pissed. (laughs) I will get frustrated. I will get mad at things that don't make sense. Make it make sense, please. And so, but knowing, adjusting my expectations and knowing that I can't check in online just helps me to plan more and really lessens the this is stupid self-talk. So that was helpful. But it was definitely a full flight because I learned that because I was asking and trying to figure out there were probably like it wasn't many. There weren't many open seats on that. It was like probably five. So I was very nervous. And it was and I ended up I did get an aisle seat, which, you know, I was going to make sure I did. And but I definitely had I was sitting next to everybody. And everybody's wearing a mask. Everybody's wearing a mask. There wasn't anything, which is what I was really nervous about, because that as as airlines are unblocking these middle seats, that's the biggest X factor. Are people going to be wearing masks? Because everything was predicated on that study that they utilized to to show the low transmission when everybody's wearing masks, which is something that we already know, which is why I don't understand why anybody would be pushing on wearing a mask. But that's neither here nor there. It's just cloth. Wear their mask, people. But. I was just curious or I was I was nervous 
that people would not be wearing their mask or that there would be a you need to get off the plane because you're not wearing a mask or worse that the flight attendants wouldn't care and they would just let it ride and then i i look i ain't nobody snitch but i'm 1000 percent about to say something about you wearing to you about putting your mask on and if you refuse or if you try to act like i'm crazy for asking you to wear one then i'm not even gonna i'm not gonna elevate my blood pressure for you i'm gonna hit that boom I'm going to hit that, hit that button and call the guy or gal who's the flight attendant to come on up here and handle the situation. Because I, look, I'm too fly for all of this fighting on, on airlines. I'm not, I'm not going to do that. I'm not trying to end up on passenger shaming. You know, I, I don't want to do that. I want to do that. So I, but luckily I didn't have to do that. Everybody was very respectful. We arrived in Puerto Plata, P.O.P., holding it down, and... And then we ended up driving to Sosua. So a <laughs> a funny story. Actually, I'll just throw to this. Because Edwin and me were on the same flight. He this I came in my space suit, as y'all know I do. And he looked at me. I waited at the airport for this man for damn two hours. And then he we got to the villa. I was like, well, I'm just gonna go to the villa because I'm sure he's there or whatever. Because I knew I was on the last flight out of Miami, but we didn't realize that we were on the same flight. So I get I walk into the villa. And I tell him, like, when'd you get here? We syncing up times. And he's like, were you in the all-white? And I was like, yes. I was like, yes, that was me. He was like, oh, I saw you. I was like, what, you didn't say anything. Like, what, what? He was like, why didn't you text me? I was like, because I'm a Wi-Fi warrior. I'm not paying for service outside the country. So as you heard, our cousin Vet was on the flight, <laughs> was on the flight with me, but didn't even recognize me because I was masked up, had my hazmat on, had sunglasses on on top of it. I'm out there looking very, very incognito. Like, it was, there was no way that he was going to see me. But he knew that I was going to be wearing that. And he said he was looking at me like, oh, okay, this is, this is probably my cousin. But it just he didn't, he didn't say anything. So I ended up waiting there for like two hours, which was crazy. Like, because I didn't want to leave him. But I, what I did not know is that Puerto Plata and Sosua are on like super Eastern Standard Time. So they're an hour ahead of... American Eastern Standard Time, which it was a time zone that I didn't even know existed. But apparently they do what places like Indianapolis and Phoenix do. And those are just the ones that I know off the top of my head who that don't change. They don't they don't spring forward or fall back. They just stay in the same place. So sometimes they're on one time zone and the other they're on the others. Um, but that's just good knowledge to have. So more of the blocking and tackling information, the, you know, it's 58 Dominican pesos to the dollar. So we really do win on the dollar, but they operate very heavily in American currency. So I would definitely, you know, you know, one of my essential items is cash just because you can finesse more with cash. You can, you need a tip with cash and, you know, it's just cash is king. So make sure that you have cash down there because they are definitely explained. They're definitely expecting it. And, you know, and everything costs down there anyway. So I would just keep that in mind. We had the fortune of meeting Freddie and Freddie was our driver for the entirety of our stay there. We were there for about five days, four nights, and it was it was a good time. You know, we we definitely we definitely kicked it. So after vet left me at the at the airport, I took a I got a, a very expensive cab to the, but he was helpful. This guy was helpful uh, to our villa. And 
it was and it was late, man. There was like an infinity pool. They had a hot tub, even though the hot tub didn't work. That was going. The rooms were nice. Like everything was everything was very cool. Um, and so we we went out to this place called Rumba, which was one of like the popular hangouts. The food was great everywhere we went. Like we did not we didn't cook at all. But the, when we were out and about, the food was excellent. Y'all, y'all know I have a great affinity for seafood and you know, they're, they're getting straight out the water. So it was just, it was just a beautiful, a beautiful situation, um, there. So Sue is probably about 25 minutes from Puerto Plata. And so I think that there, and there are activities in both. So you've got, so Sua beach, which is, uh, one thing that we did. And I'll let YP music tell you a little bit more about Sosua beach. Big Mamas, if you go to the water, go to the beach here. Sosua Beach. Sosua Beach, go to Big Mamas. Big Mamas, she'll get you tired. Sosua Beach, what did you think about Sosua Beach? What, what, was your, what was your take on that? Well, uh, aside we from... We spent yesterday mostly down there in a couple other spots. But. I mean, there's some uh, boating you want to get out there and get on the boats. Aside from that, the, the massages, you know? Yeah, you, say, were getting, you got the full rub down. <laughs> while we're eating. I'd say get your, get your rub down, get, get oiled up real quick while you're be out Be prepared here. to pay out. Be prepared to pay out. <laughs> Everything costs. Everything costs. Everything costs. Man, we went to, to so we're walking down. When you go to Sosua Beach, there's like, there's a, there's obviously like the beach, and then there's like this kind of strip of, of like restaurants and shops and all that action. Right after you have like kind of like a, a food hall style uh, plaza of shops. So you like, you got the plaza, then you may hit a right. And just walk down like this little strip. Music playing as well. Right. So we see. So we see this. Um, everybody know Big Mama's house. So we see. <laughs> we see uh, Martin Lawrence's character. We see Big Mama, but her face has been replaced yes. by this woman in, in very clip art fashion. And I was just like, I know they are they making fun of somebody? Like what is like what's going on? The restaurant is called Big Mama's House. And then we met Big Mama, who apparently is a chiropractor. <laughs> she was popping everybody's everything. Necks. Right. Next. That's what it's called. Off the rib, you get your neck popped and the neck bone right there on the beach. I feel like I saw I feel like I saw Vet's feet leave the ground. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. I I, uh, I like that. I'd, I'd say uh pack light. I'd say yeah, definitely yeah. pack light when you come to uh to Sasua, pack light. Uh, you even with a with a, okay, a suitcase. Full yeah, of suitcase full of clothes you won't even wear. Mm-hmm. You know, when you get down here, I'd say get in the gym and make sure you're ready to take your shirt off and be in your uh, your bikinis as well. That's what it is. Fearless Wanderer season year round. <laughs> These American breakfasts we eating right now in the background is to give you hear some some smacking and all that action, but. You know what I'm saying? For the third it, day in a row, right? American breakfast. American breakfast. beautiful, man. But we did, we did jump out, jump out, and do some other stuff after after breakfast. We, uh, you know, you can't go, you can't travel the world and be eating chicken tenders everywhere you go. So we definitely had a great time at Sosua Beach. He told you about Big Mama, Big Mama's house, and all that, which caught everybody off guard. But I would definitely say, like, Sosua Beach was cool. It definitely was not like the prettiest beach that I've been to. It was, but it was, it was, it was nice. It was cool. It was a beach and there was, you know, there were boat options and all that. But, and when you walked it, it did get nicer the further down you went, but it just, overall, like in the grand scheme of things, and I don't know how, you know, obviously there are varied levels of travelness in the, with the listeners of the Travel Guys podcast. However, I just would adjust your expectations because this is not like Baradero Beach down in Cuba or San Sebastian in Spain. Like this is, this is just a beach for you for lack of a better term but it it is uh it, it was definitely a good day like we we had a great time and met met you know different people there was this one little girl on here she was showing out 
because they're, you know, baseball is very big in the Dominican. So they are throwing the ball back and forth. And we stopped to watch these kids playing. And this girl had a cannon. Hey, she had a cannon on her, man. And she was just firing that thing. She was throwing it further than the boys were. And she started showing out whenever we stopped because I took it like a quick video. She was like knew that the can knew that the lights were on, and so she started like she started showing out. But it was definitely a, a cool a cool situation. If we would have stayed, I'd I'd have played played catch with her a little bit, you know. <laughs> but after Sosua Beach, well, really, I guess before it it, it did proceed. We went the day before. Um, however, we had a, a Puerto Plata day. We wanted to go down there and just wanted to check everything out. We went to Teleferico. Uh, Puerto Plata cable car. So the cable car is like is a big attraction. It's down. It reminded me a lot of Bogota, Colombia. So like in Bogota, there is a cable car that takes you up into uh, there's a there's a church like on the mount where you can go you can go up and and experience that. Um, the name escapes me right now, and I I cannot remember. And I just always think about Boquete whenever I think about my time. Uh, working and living in the Panama, Colombia area, which this is neither, because uh, Boquete is in Panama. But I would, I mean, Boquete is beautiful. This is just a, a plug, and I can go in and talk about that just as a past travel experience. But that's where I fell in love with coffee. That is neither here nor there. However, Teleferico Puerto Plata cable car is beautiful. There, you you, we, it's ten bucks to go. So you go, you go in, you pay your ten bucks. We got swindled because we had a, <laughs> a tour guide that was forced on us. Well, he forced himself on us, and we didn't tell him no. Like we thought that he was with the company, and then he tried to charge us after, which he was probably trying to game the system. But you know, we get it. it, it everybody trying to hustle, everybody trying to make a buck. So we threw him like an extra thirty, um, just to like be done with him. But all in all, it was a good time. It was very well worth it. The big attraction here is that there is a, a Cristo Redentor replica. And what I learned, because I was just very curious, as we know, the original lives in, in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. And I was just very curious, like, why they had a, a replica here. And when I dug into it a little bit, I learned that DR is actually one of 19 countries that have replicas of Christ the Redeemer in their country, which is which is kind of which is wild. And, you know, that I don't I don't know. I mean, take it for what it's worth. But, <laughs> you know, it's if you wanted to go and check out the other areas, knock yourself out. But it was it was beautiful. It was much reduced, a uh, much more reduced version. But it was. Uh, a very strong replica. And as somebody, I need to go back to Brazil because when I went to Christ the Redeemer, when I was in Rio, it was a very cloudy day. So my, so the image that I got or the picture that I got wasn't great. Like it, I will, I will post it eventually, but it it, it looks terrible. Actually, <laughs> actually you can't see the statue at all. And I'm just standing in front of it grinning because I'm in Brazil, but like you can't see anything. Like it's just, I, I got I need to go back and get another one. I don't know if Francoise is listening to this, but she uh, took a picture in the in front of it and she kind of freaked the angle a little bit because, you know, everybody has their arms wide and standing in front of the statue. She was facing the statue and it looked like they were like touching hands, which was kind of dope. So I'm 1000% about to jack that <laughs> and credit her. But whenever I go to Christ the Redeemer again. Um, like I said, we had the we got taken on the tour guide, um, but there, but he did one one piece of value that he did bring was there was a um, about a mile and a half, actually I lied, about a two mile hike 
where you go around the kind of the mountaintop and they take you down and it's, it's not, um, it's not, you're not in the wild. Like it's very like it's paved and everything, but you get to like be in nature a little bit, see, you know, all the, like you're in the, you're in the brush, you're in the, you're in the, uh, the, uh, the forest. And then they take you up and you get a view of the other side of the mountain. Um, so you can see like, it started off when you take the cable car from the base area up to the top of the mountain. It's, it's a beautiful view when you're, when you're going up and then, but they take you to one side of the mountain. And so you are really just like walking around, um, making your way back to the, to the top. You're just doing a lap. Um, but you, but the views are, are awesome. The views are different. You can see the whole city from when, from the, from the top and obviously onto Sasua because it's not super, super far. Uh, but yeah, I would definitely recommend that you go and do that. There were, uh, we also went to, uh, 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 Fuerte de San Felipe, um, which is a historic Spanish fortress. This is very similar to San Juan. So for those of you who've gone down to San Juan, obviously that, that fort is a huge attraction there. I've been multiple times and it is, it's, it's, it's great. Like they let you go in. We did not go inside of, uh, the San Felipe fort. Um, however, we were, because it was, it was closed and we, I didn't honestly think that we were even going to be able to make it there. We, we pulled up and our driver was like, we pulled up to a gate and not knowing where, what it actually looked like or what the barriers were. We thought we were just out of luck for the day. And then we were able to actually walk around to the, to the, this pier. And then from there you could like see it and walk up to it, but we just couldn't go inside of it. But it did look very, very similar, almost it looked it was wildly similar very similar to the to the san juan to the fort in san juan as well uh, and they actually call this el moro as well so it's just it's just um it's very similar so if you if you've been and that's your reference point but one interesting conversation that vet and i were having while we were waiting was how wild would it be when if you just saw a fleet of ships approaching and you were just at the fort just waiting for battle like i couldn't just i have never thought about that you know like what that would what that would look like if you had your you got your musket and you like <laughs> and you just waiting you just waiting for the smoke to pull up like that would just be that would just be crazy i don't know there's neither here nor there there's also restaurants and shops that are in this area as well um we did not stay for down there for that long once we had gone to um the fuerte de san felipe we went back to the um to the villa to, to kick it in a pool a little bit, pop a couple of bottles and chill out. As far as other attractions, we have 27 waterfalls, which is, which is really, um, which is a, an attraction we did not get to go to, but I was very sad about that. I wanted to go to it. It looked very awesome. Like there, and we, I had scheduled a, I had, you know, figured out a tour guide. We couldn't get them down by where we wanted to, but there are people, there are guys that will take you out there from, um, you know, for a half day or a whole day. Um, so you can either do like, you know, 14, 13, 14 of the waterfalls, or you can do all 27 waterfalls. Um, but I was told if you did all 27 of the waterfalls to be prepared for a long day, you can, you're, they're going to give you a helmet and a life jacket. So you don't necessarily have to be the strongest swimmer. That's why we really didn't go is because my cousin's not the, not the strongest swimmer, but you know, we, it was, it was all good and we will go another time. However, they will take you up there. Like I mentioned for 75 to $90, um, where you can for a half a day. And then for the full day, we did not actually get the full day price just because that just wasn't, that wasn't our ministry that time. While we are on the topic of guides and what they can get you, we were looking, you know, every, everything, every, 
island vacation needs a catamaran day, needs a needs a boat day. And so those will get, you can get those for 800, 800 to about a stack for uh, about eight, eight to 10 people. So just, and that's for a half a day. We were looking at one to five. Um, and so, and you meet them at Sosua Beach and then they take you out and you can like, you can kick it, get your big pimping on all that action. So like I mentioned, from a standpoint of policy and of protocols that are in place, DR definitely has a strict curfew, a strict 9 p.m. curfew, and they are not playing with it. And we actually had somebody in our crew get arrested for being out past that curfew. That's it. And it's an interesting story, but it's also kind of a jacked up story as well. So the next clip I'm going to play, you're going to hear from Austin. You're going to hear from Trey. And then you're also going to hear from Black, who is the one who got arrested. But I want you to hear it from them. And we're just going to let it. I'm just going to let it ride because there is a lot. <laughs> we were we were cracking up just like talking through everything. It always seems like these types of situations are funny after they happen. And I think that we've all got grown folks listening to this. I think there's there are only grown folks who listen to this pod. However, there is some adult language. You know, the drinks have been flowing and we were amongst ourselves. So folk were speaking freely, but I'm just going to let this roll so you can hear from the crew. So we are coming to you live from Sosua, Republica Dominicana. And I have family around me. It is Scorpio season. We got YP Music, who is currently not around us. We have Veteran. What's good, Edwin? What's going on? It's your first time on the podcast. First time on the po- podcast. Thanks for having me, brother. Hey, absolutely. Absolutely. We also have Austin, my brother. We got Trey, my brother. We got Black, my brother, Tommy in. But we have been down here. We've been kicking it in. But we have honestly had two separate groups. So I'm very curious. We've had different experiences. Uh, what has been? Y'all had y'all got to y'all got to hit the the, the waterfalls. Did y'all hit all 27 of them? Uh, not at all. We hit 127 of those. <laughs> um, that was good. Yeah, yeah. But it was uh, that was dope. Uh, what day did we do that on Thursday? Friday. 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 Yeah, bro, the, the craziest thing is. I don't remember which day it took uh, Black and I, what, about 30 minutes earlier to figure out what we had done each day? <laughs> so what we do earlier today, this has been the most traumatic trip ever, but traumatic in a good way. Okay. That's what's up. I think that's a big, that's a big thing as far as, like, traumatic being in a good way. I think that's something that, like, people have interesting experiences, and, you know, you can, it can, it can often help to add substance to a travel story as opposed to but in the moment obviously it's it's really on some like we're gonna laugh about this one day right. type action. Yeah. You, you, right. you, right, right. you, you can't write this. You can't make this up. Yeah, it's a character just like anything. One thousand percent of uh, different experiences and things you'll never forget. So right. although in the moment it might be bleak or you could you just can't have a negative perspective about things and that's how you have to I feel like maybe that's why we're the type of guys we are that hang around each other and then we can have these experiences because we're the type to embrace everything that happens Absolutely. and not be afraid of what happens. Right. Regardless of being in a different country, it's intimidating. Right. It's very you gotta be You got to be prepared for anything. Black, What's if up, you man? edited this, I can edit this out yes, if sir. you want, yes, but you have had, Austin spoke very clearly about, you know, experiences adding, adding character. However, you had a very 
unique experience. If you feel comfortable, my brother, talking about it, we would love to hear about it. Man, we would yeah, love to hear about it. This I'll let you guys, you ask away. And I'll, okay, I'll, I will I'll, ask. I'll fill in the gaps for Okay, so, so I'll give you the full rundown. So yeah. we got down here on uh, on Friday and and ba- on Thursday, excuse me, and we we laid low. You know what I'm saying? We knew we were beating Austin. We knew Trey was coming. We knew we knew Black was coming, but we had not met Black. So Black is new to the is new to the crew, but the rest of us have grown up with one another. So we were try- we were eager to meet him. However, we did not see him on Thursday <laughs> or on Friday for that matter. <laughs> and, and and it got it got a little dire. And I don't even want to make light of it because. Because we didn't, we didn't know. We had not heard from him, and Edwin and I did the math. I believe it was like sixteen hours yeah, after at the at the at the Thursday night, yeah. and so I was like, "Oh man, this is like this is getting serious. This is getting close to the missing persons territory." And then it was like people are going out to search for him, but you know, while we thought he had been Liam Neeson taken, it, it turned out to be. Similar, but also very different. And as you can see, we are only making light of this because he is here with us. However, Black, perhaps you can fill in. Where, where, where were you, my brother? <laughs> so here's the story, man. This is what happened. Uh, we're having a good time Thursday night. Very, very good time. We all ride mopeds, scooters. We've been out with the locals all day. Because y'all, yeah. y'all got all the, the mopeds. Yeah, we oh, got yeah. mopeds. Uh, been with the locals all day. That's the first thing day. we do whenever we get anywhere yeah. is we touch down, connect with some locals, and yeah. try to get into some and get transportation. Right. We, we, like to get, we like to get in the heart of the city and get with the people. You know, uh, right. shop, shop, yeah, sprints the culture, shop with the locals. And, and so... Uh, what happened was we leaving the bar, headed back to the room. Uh, somehow we got a mix up. Austin left before I did. Trey got lost. Yeah, I, went, I went the wrong <laughs> way. Yeah. This man goes the wrong way. I go the wrong way, the wrong direction from my villa. Uh, so no first coincidence of all, right. that we had been drinking, leaving the bar. Right, you went drinking. the wrong way. Yeah. <laughs> let, let me know down here. It's, it's very easy to get lost at nighttime in hey unfamiliar territory. No, but we be having a good time. So uh, pulling out of the, the bar, I dropped my bike, first of all. So I fell in the middle of the street, okay, to get that right. I'm just glad you didn't get hit by no car. Get hit by a car, so go the wrong way. Recognize I'm going the wrong way. I turn around, go back the opposite way. I realize I, I lose my phone on the bike. Okay. So I attempt to go back to search for my phone. What happened after that? After you went back to search for your phone? Because I know that's a traumatic experience. It's a traumatic experience when you lose your phone. Yeah, you're out of the country. You lose your phone. Your phone phone. is your right hand. It's your right hand. And you and you you feel helpless, especially when you outside when you outside the country. Yeah, outside the country, lose his phone. Attempted to track it back. So I'm tracking my phone, tracking my phone. Still hadn't heard from Austin or Trey. Okay. Uh, so so, so I tr- I'm looking for my phone <laughs> for at least two hours. Okay. And so I decide to head back to the villa. So I head back to the villa. I locate Austin. What happened? He's the first person I pulled up on. Okay. He's sitting at the bar at the restaurant. Hey, he's having a drink. And so he's like, I've been looking for y'all. Where y'all been? And so he uh, thinks he thinks me and Trey is together okay. at this point. You know, he thinks me and Trey is together. He thinks that we went out and had a good time without him. Right, right, right. So he's, he's a little soft. He's, he's a little soft. He's 
So I'm like, bro, I lost my phone. I can't find my phone. You know, I'm you grab my bag, <laughs> take it with you. I'll be right back. I got 30 minutes before this curfew. I just look for my phone. Yeah, for context, the, the I don't know about the whole VR, but it's, a sore it's the entire country. country. It's the entire, the entire, country. The entire country has a 9 p.m. curfew. 9 so p.m. curfew. I, I just want to take time to say that I, I experienced some overbearing parental oppression. Okay, <laughs> where hey, you know I'm I'm every ounce of a grown ass man, and, and there were and I was cautioned heavily and sent a. Um, uh, uh, an advisory, a, 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 tri- a TSA advisory, where I was just like, man, I live in Florida. We are the hottest of the hot spots. We are the, the, the epicenter of the epicenter. Uh, everywhere is safer than Florida. <laughs> so we came down here and I looked at the guidelines and I was like, clubs and bars in, in, in Tampa are open, in Florida are open till 3 in the morning. I was like, they got a 9 p.m. curfew. I would tell you they have been very diligent. Going in the grocery store, they're checking your temperature, they're spraying your hands, they're doing everything. It, this is much safer than the United States. However, I give all that context just to, just to validate that they have and just provide the context that they have a 9 p.m. curfew. But and uh, let me add on to that. They're not playing with it. Yeah, all right. Uh, Extremely strict. And there's no, it's not, oh, 9, 9, 15, it's cool, you just need to be on the... No, nine o'clock. Right, roadblocks are up. For well, I'm not. A, I'm not aware. I'm, I'm aware of the curfew, but I'm like, okay, they're not. They're strict. I, I'm a because you know, we I'm a take liberties. I have Americans yeah, and we take liberties. I'm headed back to my village. They're not going to right. Rules kind of matter. They do. Americano. Right. <laughs> so continue, man. Uh, it's eight thirty. I'm still looking for my phone. Thirty minute count. So I said, I got 30 minutes. So I head back out. I go up and down this road on this moped, full speed, slowly driving back one direction, looking for my phone. Just for the record, he said full speed. Full speed, one direction. (laughs) Slowly one direction. And it's dark as fuck on the road. Like, it's dark as fuck. Motherfucker zooming by. Motherfucker zooming by. Cars beeping. Bikes beeping, I'm moving too slow, people getting mad and shit. You said the beat, the car's beeping. Hit car, everybody blowing. So I'm like, fuck it, I need to find my phone. So 8.50 come, I said, damn, let me go back one more time. Let me do one more time. You know how it is about your phone. I said, I got one more time to get this motherfucker. So I go back down, I speed down. I'm slowly coming back. At this point, it's like 9, 9.05, I'm like, I'm like, at least I'm like halfway to my villa because I'm right there by the police station where y'all came. Yeah, we, I was close. <laughs> and so I run up on a roadblock with AKs, police everywhere. They really be having army guns. Everybody yeah, army guns. Yeah. 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 So I'm like, Black Lives Matter protest so, and, you know, right. Go so my, my attention and my antenna stand up. Okay. I said, okay, that shit. So, okay. I'm in trouble. They walk up on me, hey, turn your bike off, I turn it off. I'm like, hey, I, I, I'm, I'm American, I've lost my property, I'm looking for property, but I'm headed back to my villa. Do you speak Spanish? No. Okay. I broke it. Broke it. Fair, fair, fair. Yeah, yeah. So they understood what I was saying. Right. And then um, identification, they kept asking. <clears throat> I gave Austin my bag, remember? So my my passport is in my Why bag. Why at the bar drink? Yeah, I didn't realize that my passport was still in my bag. So, didn't have my passport on me. No identification, no papers, no nothing. So, he's asking for papers. I'm like, oh, yeah. shit, I realized I gave Austin my bag. My just told him this morning. Right. He asked, he said, 
You think I should have my passport over here? At all times, we said, absolutely. <laughs> we said, do not step outside this door. Yeah, that's not Unless good you have your passport on you. So, go back. No, that's not good practice unless you live in Trump's America. Right. And, and I mind you, I've been halfway around the world, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I, I know this. I know this for sure. So, no pat, no 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 papers, no nothing. Right. So, I tell them I'm American. I'm headed back to my villa. They asked me to prove it. I can't prove it, but I, okay, luckily, I took a picture of my passport. Right. I took a picture of my ID and my phone. So, I had my other phone. I have two phones. I lost my first phone, first of all. Uh, second phone. Which is the so, which is the, <laughs> it's the business line. It's bro. my business it's line. Business line. It's my business line. So uh, this phone I have with me, I'm using it as a flashlight to search for my first phone. Okay. So uh, back to no, no, no identification, no paper. So I show him a picture of my passport. I said, look, this is me, American. This is my ID. This is my passport. No, no, no. Where's your papers? I left it in my bag at my villa. No. So he didn't want to take that for an answer. So he keeps calling me Haitian. Are you Haitian? He asked me, am I Haitian? I'm like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm American. I'm American. Uh, obviously, they have a thing with Haitians. I don't know what the beef is with well, Haitians and Americans. Yeah, yeah, so he thinks I'm Haitian. I'm, 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 I'm really dark-skinned person to give you a vision. So, but black is beautiful. So. Yeah, black is beautiful. So, uh, so he's saying he's beautiful. So, that's what he just said. Long story short, they didn't believe me. They they escorted me to the jail. This is serious. Seriously. They escorted yeah. me to the jail and, and tossed me in there. Literally tossed me in the jail. They took my shoestrings, took my hat, took my phone, and tossed me in the jail. No phone. Did you get any of that back? No phone call, uh, no nothing. No phone okay, call, no nothing. Yeah. So, even though you asked at for this point, home. Austin and Trey, they still don't know where I'm at. Right. They yeah, we are panicking. Yeah, they don't know where I'm at. Everybody and you don't know their number. Home. You don't know their number. No, not even know. I know their number. Not, I can't even call, but they need, I, okay. I have an opportunity to call. They, they wouldn't let you yeah. call. So, That's the thing okay. They don't let you call or nothing. We got the clarification. Yeah, yeah. so I'm back there now. I'm, I'm in the cell with 15 other people in a cell about big as a shoebox, basically. No lights, piss smelling, hard concrete, everybody. Look, it, you can't make this oh, shit up. Oh, oh, oh. And then ran my man for his pocket. Hey, Randy, try to, try to run me. Look, look, they try to take my shoes. Try to take my, my shorts. No. Try to take my shirt. So, obviously they didn't know I grew up in South Memphis, so. <laughs> <laughs> So young young guy grabbed my shorts, pulling on my shoes. I immediately took my shirt off, and I yeah, he like couldn't he couldn't understand what I was saying. I, but but what what I said to what I said to him was, I'm gonna break your face and I'll break your man's arm because there's another dude grabbing my pocket. So I said, I'm gonna break his arm and I'm gonna fuck your face up. Right. And I took my shirt off and I'm Shit standing in him in his face. And luckily, another gentleman in there, he spoke Spanish and English. Right. He's a Dominican brother. And he peeped the situation. He he de-escalated de the situation out of fear for his homeboy. Right. Because he saw in my face that right. this was a bad situation. You know, he and he was speaking on my behalf with the officers, like, hey, he's Americano, you need to you need to call his villa. You need to get him out of here. You right. know what I'm saying? 
but they didn't listen because obviously they thought I was Haitian. So they roughed me up pretty much, pulled Jack. They literally roughed me up and threw me in jail. They didn't walk me back there. They literally pushed me and pulled me and threw me in jail. They might as well. They, they like pulling on your shirt, jacking you up, pushing. Right. Cause they, it took two of them to get me back there. Cause oh I God. really wasn't trying to go back there. In America, I mean, that's, <laughs> <laughs> I was resisting. <laughs> I was resisting. I really was. Well, honestly, that's what that's what gets shot in America. Yeah, absolutely. You dig your heels in, and then right. they, they hit you on some try to rough you. Right, right, right. So, long story short, man, I spent the night in the Dominican Republic. Jail. It was a nice experience. I missed some good people. Nice it was. Experience. It was a nice experience. I I'll never forget this shit. It, you can't. You can't make this shit up. No, I can't. I can't. I can't lie. Yeah. He was like hood famous. We. No, 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 Because he still he had to go back to try to get his. Oh, oh right. But no, to finish the story, so they let me out the next morning. Now, mind you. I still have one phone left. I think I do. Oh, okay. So they took you my property. Is this the trap phone or the main phone? I plead the fifth. I plead the fifth. Look. So I'm expecting to get my property back at 8 a.m. in the morning when they release me, right? I get my shoestrings back. I get my hat back. I don't get my phone back. So I'm missing my second phone. So now I'm really pissed. Right. I'm really, really pissed. So we in the, I'm, I'm, I'm in there arguing with the, with the officers in the police station about my phone, my right. second phone. I'm like, yo, somebody need to come up with my phone. Like, really, mm-hmm. like, like this right is now. this is bullshit. You know yeah, what I'm right. saying? So I still don't have that phone. So I'm missing two phones now. Man. I've been back to the police station two or three times. So long story short. That gone. No, it's not gone. It, it's gone, <laughs> but they're gonna pay me for my phone if he's oh, gonna right. return it to me tomorrow. That's they're gonna good. pay for the phone. With, Okay. Long story short, so those phones are matching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how that. That's how that story ends. I had a local to go with me, go there with me, and it said so happened. His, his uncle is the mayor right. here. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. So he took me up there, translated with him, like, "Yo, y'all need to get this man his phone, or somebody gonna lose their job." You know, behind oh, this, y'all right. need to be able to pay for his phone. You know, or do something right. for him. You know what I'm saying? Y'all did him wrong. So yeah, yeah. He spoke on my behalf too. And, uh, so when you think somebody snatched it? I did? I think he 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 gave it to someone. Oh, yeah, he right. he he and he. Was like, yeah, he and he he knew what he did. He knew it was my phone. Right. Because you know he took all. He was a he was an officer that took my shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? He took all my shit. And so he he the one thought I was Haitian. He was really being fucked up toward me anyway. So right. I believe he's just like, here, man, y'all one of y'all other guys take this phone because it was like 15 of us in the cell. You know what I'm saying? But you made it out strong. Made it out strong, man. Good, it ran man. right back to turn it up. I told you, you put it back on the phone the next day. He got it. It's And there you have it. That's the good, the bad, and the ugly of our trip to the Dominican Republic, to Sosua and Puerto Plata specifically. However, 
If you have not, please subscribe to the Travel Guides podcast. You can do so on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcast. And please follow us on the socials as well at GQ50 on Instagram, at the Travel Guides on Instagram, at the Travel Guides on TikTok, and at GQ50 on Twitter. And that'll do it for another episode of the Travel Guides. And remember, your next adventure is just a click away. Thanks for listening.